All right. Well, it is great to have everybody here today. I hope everyone's comfortable. You got your seat, your your butt grooves are already uh, forming, I'm sure. Um, I just want to say I deeply appreciate that time of worship. Um, it's so wonderful to be gathered together where we can come and sing joyfully, expectantly, with expression together as one body in Christ. So just a few things as I'm sure we're with you. I want to apologize if the air isn't quite as cool as we would like it to be, but that's okay because the blessings of God are showering down on us today. We're not just looking for blessings as Carl was singing here today. Um, I deeply appreciate that song. It says, I just want you. I just want you. And so that's what Jesus is saying over us today. I just want you. I just want you. I just want to have a relationship with you. And so today we're going to talk about that relationship. I've entitled today's talk, Welcome Home. Welcome Home. We're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 19. And I'm going to ask as I'm talking, Grandy, to bring down this mic a bit. It's pretty hot. I mean, I get, you know, as I get louder... You know, I don't want to blast anybody out of their seats. So we're looking at Luke chapter 19. This is one of my favorite stories that we're going to look at because I think it hits home for all of us. It's about a guy named Zacchaeus, or we're going to call him Z today. So Luke chapter 19, he says, the author writes, He entered Jericho and was passing through. This is Jesus. He's on his way to Jerusalem, and he says, There was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able because of the crowd since he was a short man. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus. And since he was about to pass by that way, when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down, come on down, because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. So he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. And all who saw it began to complain, he's going to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor, Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. And in verse 9 it says, Today salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. You have to love this story because it's a transformation story. It's an origin story. This man's life, Zacchaeus, was about to be changed and what I want to draw attention to is that Zacchaeus, like us, that when we come into the presence of God, because we believe that Jesus is God, that we are forever changed. We're not the same. And I think we can all agree that we look at this story, we can relate to Zacchaeus. We can relate to Zacchaeus. I mean, children 
first of all, love to climb trees. Who has met a child who doesn't like to climb a tree? My parents know that I love to climb trees. I remember one time, Mom, I was up in the tree in the backyard, that white-looking thing that makes paper, whatever that tree is called. And I remember I'm up in the tree and having a good old time, and sure enough, I made this contraption, and before you knew it, I went from, I don't know how high, but right to the ground, fractured my wrist. But you know, kids love to climb trees. And on the flip side, as adults, I think we can relate to this story, because like Zacchaeus, we all have at times this boldness, this desire to get closer to Jesus. And as we were singing today, I appreciate that song again, I Just Want You. What are the things that we're willing to put aside, to subside in order to draw close to Him? What are we willing to climb over, to go through, to get to Jesus? Sometimes the crowds press in, and that's one of the things I want to draw attention to. I don't have a three-point sermon. There's just things I jotted down. Truth be told, I lost my sermon last night. It got deleted. So that means I'm just supposed to say what's on the heart, but we can relate to Zacchaeus. So a little bit of the backstory here. We can see from here in chapter 19, he's the big chief. He's the big cheese, if you will. The chief tax collector. Everybody knows him. If I ask you, do you know who the local tax person is? Do you think you could tell me? I definitely know who our tax person is because one day I got a notice in the mail that we owed like $6,000 all at one time. It had to be paid within three days. And I was like, Megan, we're going to pay this in three days. You know, or else. <laughs> kind of thing. Everyone knew who Zacchaeus was. Now, because he came from a man of means, we could probably assume he had a nice house. Probably nice clothes, fine linens. I think purple was the color of choice for those who had a lot of means. Connect, uh, correct me, Pastor Brian, if I get this wrong. But we can definitely see here that Zacchaeus was not well liked. But as he described in verse 7, he says that he is a sinner. He wasn't a sinner because he has a nice house. So if you have a nice house, you're not a sinner because you have a nice house. You're not a sinner because you wear nice clothes, which all of you look really nice today, by the way. Very nice. Now, I'm not saying that Zacchaeus didn't have any legitimate business dealings. I would like to think that he did. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I wasn't there, but people were calling him a sinner. You say, well, why was he called a sinner? In those days, it wasn't uncommon for tax collectors to get involved with shady practices, you know, double dealing, getting extra out of the table, so to speak. And so people despised tax collectors. And I think all of us may have been in a, in a similar place as Zacchaeus. Maybe there's been a time where maybe money has talked louder than integrity or honesty. So we can't really point our finger, oh, Zacchaeus, you greedy Zacchaeus, see. We've all been there. And so that's another part of a little bit of this story that we can easily relate to Zacchaeus. And so we see here the crowd is upset. They're like, man. This guy, he gets all the breaks. He's rich. He has a nice house, nice clothes, and now look, he gets to go eat with Jesus. They're going down to Pizza Hut. He gets all the breaks. 
I've got to be on weakness and thinking, man, I can see why the crowd is probably ticked. They're pressing in. Maybe there's someone who's made up in the front row, like you guys are, Stephen and Stacy. But then someone jumps in, and my brother jumps in up on the, on the tree, and then Jesus points to him and says, Joy! You feel a little bit like that. So we can relate to the crowd, is what I'm trying to say. So maybe you're asking this question this morning, why did he call Zacchaeus? Why do you think he called Zacchaeus? Let those thoughts go through your mind just for a moment. Why did he call Zacchaeus? Well, if you're a believer and you read the Bible, we know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus was no different, right? Jesus called him by name, even in the midst of the sheep healings. And Jesus knew, he had experience with tax collectors. In John chapter 18, I don't know about if you had your Bible with you, but in John chapter 18, we hear a story of another rich guy. And in this story, we see how Jesus experiences this rich person has difficulty following Jesus. He has difficulty of entering the kingdom of God. It's too much to give. What Jesus is asking is too much to give. So we're going to go to chapter 18 for a moment, verse 18. And I'll read it for you so I don't have to try and multitask and control a bunch of things here. A ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I have kept all these things from my youth, he said. When Jesus heard this, he told him, You still lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And after he heard this, the rich man became extremely sad because he was very rich. And seeing that he became sad, Jesus said, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom. I don't know if you can visualize that, a camel trying to go through the eye of a needle. That is crazy stuff. It says in verse 26, those who heard this asked, then who can be saved? And I know we've heard, if you're a believer, you read the word, or you've heard other preachers, many times you hear this. What is impossible with man is possible with God. I want you to take that with you for a moment. I want you to take it and deposit it into your spirit that nothing is impossible with Jesus. Sometimes we, we really try to forgive the word, damn things up. We try to restrict and contain what Jesus can do in our life. I'm guilty of it. There's times where I want it packaged in a pretty box with the bow and you know the way that I got it. And that's again what I deeply appreciate, appreciate about this time together. We come in. There's not really any real agenda other than we want to worship Jesus. We want to come at his feet and say, Jesus, come into my life. Take up residence. Stir me, God. Make me more like you. 
And I can tell you the reason why I relate with Zacchaeus is that I'm a sinner like Zacchaeus. I've been far from perfect, and yet I'm thankful that he's called my name. He's called your name. And that there's one name under heaven by which we must be saved. Listen, we live in a world, this happens all the time, we live in a world where the message is preferred now. Just affirm, 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 no matter what, that there's many paths that lead to God. But if we read the Bible, which is we believe is God's story written for us, or what he says for us in his creation, but there's only one way to God, it's through him, it's through Jesus Christ. There's a funny quote, I was listening to uh, actor Benzel Washington not too long ago, and I know John knows this story, he might have shared it with me, bro, but... You know, when it's difficult looking at a person who has accumulated much over this life, Denzel painted this incredible picture. I don't know if he was the originator of the thought. But he made people realize that you can't take your wealth with you. He says, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take it with you. The Pharaohs tried to have buried God a long time ago. It's been raided. It's gone. There's only one person who has died and rose again, and we believe that is Jesus Christ, who the same Jesus who was taught to Zacchaeus. And so Zacchaeus recognizes this man and says, I've had all these things. I believe he had a certain call where he said, I just want you. I want to surrender these things, these things I've accumulated. I just want you. I want to be like Zacchaeus. The transformation that he Experience. I want to have that same experience, and I hope you do too. There's a reminder in the book of Timothy that's in the Bible, chapter 6, verse 9. I read this last night and I thought, wow, that's it. That's it. We all have these, this difficulty. It says here, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, I want you to put yourself in the seat for a moment and say, but you, Graham, but you, Debbie, but you, John, but you, Adam, but you, Norman, I see you, bro. But you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And you might say, man, that's tough. This is, this is hard. Are you saying that I can't, I can't acquire folks? No, God blesses you. He uses those things in your life so that you can also bless others. It's not about healing, right? Again, you can't take the U-Haul with you. You can't take your wealth with you. But Jesus says that you're storing up reward for yourself in heaven. In fact, leading up to this story, before we get back to Zacchaeus, is Jesus told his followers, before they met Zacchaeus, he said that many will face temptation. There will be offense. It's how you respond to temptation. It's how you respond to the offense that matters. And so here I think, as we look at this really quickly, Two points to take away. One, celebrate the loss coming to Jesus. 
I found myself as I'm reading this story, you know, not cheering for Zacchaeus. I actually was pulling for the crowd. Man, they've been waiting for Jesus, and this guy gets to talk and gets front in line. Encouragement I want to give you guys today is celebrate the lost coming to Jesus. I tell you, I don't know where each of you are in your relationship with Jesus, but I think you remember that moment when you came to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe that's happened even in this moment. We want to celebrate it. We want to celebrate that relationship that you were just embarking upon. Let's fight the urge to be upset. One of the things that I have here in my notes, I'm just trying to be real and upfront with you as this is a very living, breathing time of scripture uh, last night and this morning. That when we welcome Jesus into our home, life change is possible. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know your circumstance. But if you can say, Jesus, I just want you, you can change that circumstance. I think we're living in a world where we like to think, I mean, it's, it is partially true. God loves us no matter what. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to leave the same way. He wants to change you. When he takes up residence, a renovation takes place. And I think Zacchaeus here highlights that. Look at uh, verse 8. He says, Lord, look, I will give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. I think this shows here repentance is key. Turning and turning to Jesus is important. It's not just enough to acknowledge it. We need to have that heart change, that heart change. Unlike the rich young ruler that we looked at a few moments ago, the circumstance that was about to change for Zacchaeus didn't bother him. Think about it. Four times as much. I don't know how much money Zacchaeus had, but when you're paying out all these different people, because I'm sure it was more than one, he probably was in a dire circumstance following those payouts. Maybe he had more than enough. We don't know. The author doesn't tell us. But we can assume, if you will, that he wouldn't have been in the same situation that he was before. But that doesn't matter. He just wanted Jesus. And so point number two, today and every day is an opportunity for a new chapter in our life. I want to encourage you right now, this moment can be your starting point. Right here in this moment, this is a holy moment. Jesus is here. He is living inside of you, inside your heart, because you believe in him. If you can confess that Jesus is Lord, he is with you. Right now. In fact, you know, Isaiah and I were talking the other day in his devotional. He said that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And point number three. We are called to call others to Jesus. Jesus says, anyone, if they want to follow me, pick up their cross and follow me. We are called to bring hope to the world. What's your world? 
Who's in your world? Who's in your sphere of influence that you can bring the good news of Jesus Christ? I love the Apostle Paul who encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. In fact, it was such an incredible experience that it blinded him. God touched him, healed him, opened his eyes, and he says, Paul, how blessed are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. And he says, if no one goes and tells them, how are they going to hear? That means that he is called, you and I, to not only celebrate coming to Jesus, but he uses you as an instrument for people to hear about what he's done in your life. That's why I love hearing transformation stories. The Zacchaeus story, it pumps me up. It gives me hope. I remember the other day I was talking to a young person about cancer. Last year, what a crazy year this has been. Like, I'm going to just park it for a moment. Wow, the goodness of God in my life, I am so thankful. A year ago, I would have never guessed that we would even be here in this place. When you hear the news of cancer, you automatically think dreadful things. And yet one entire year, God has taught me so much. He's taught me to depend on Him. He's taught me to reach out to Him. To not to hold on to this earth so tightly. I think Zacchaeus shows this to us. Don't hold on to these things, these material things so tightly. Because you can't take it with you. But what we have in Jesus, our relationship with Him, is eternal. It is everlasting. And I encourage you to take that investment. Jesus says, don't store up treasure for yourself where moth can destroy. To store up treasures in heaven. The fact that you believe in Jesus, giving your life to Him, that you are storing up treasure in heaven. That He's working in and through your life. If there's something that is wreaking havoc in your life that's oppressing you, if you feel even a prisoner, in your own skin. Jesus said, I have come to liberate the oppressed and set the captives free. And so I'm going to invite the worship team to come back. Carl, feel free to lead the song that uh, he feels appropriate for this moment. I didn't want to be too preachy or, or teachy. I just want to be real with you. Hope for today stands for being real with people wherever they're at. We want to speak hope into their circumstances. So in this moment, in order for us to be charged up and geared up to connect with those that are in our sphere of influence, we need a download, we need a spiritual download from our Heavenly Father. His Holy Spirit is with us. Jesus says to his followers before he went to heaven, he said, it's good that I go so that my Father may send the Holy Spirit. You and I have the Holy Spirit, living God, living within us empowering us to live for him. And so I say to you today, welcome home. Welcome home. So as the worship team plays, I want to invite you, if that's okay, like Zacchaeus, I know we don't have any sycamore trees, which by the way, they're about 40 feet tall, so I don't know if they would fit maybe that one there in the middle, but I want to just ask you to take a step of faith here like Zacchaeus. I'm going to invite you to stand as the team plays, we're going to pray for you right where you are. And we're going to believe that Jesus is going to intervene in your life right now. Whatever those things might be, bring them to Jesus. Say, Lord, I want, I want an exchange. I want your divine for what I bring to you today. Reach out to him for there is hope. 
And so in this moment, I'm standing with you right now, like Zacchaeus, reaching up to heaven. So I'm going to invite you to stand. I know it's a little bit of a challenging thing. We're, we're going to do this. Hope you feel comfortable. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is a step of faith. I know as a young person, I deeply appreciated my pastor growing up. He would challenge me, not only in the things of God, but to step out in faith. And I think this helps us. If you're willing to step up right now, I believe you'll be willing to step up in your spheres of influence. So let's invite Jesus here this morning. Let's invite the Holy Spirit as we sing and pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time that we've had in your presence. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the story of Zacchaeus that speaks to us today, calling us to give our life to you. Each and every moment to say, Lord, I just want you. I want what you have and nothing else. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us immensely through your love, that you have forgiven us, not only of our sin, Lord, you have filled us with righteousness, that we have a right relationship with you. And so right now, those, those prayer requests that are going up, those things that are even unspoken right now, Lord, we hand it to you, Lord Jesus, ask that you will intervene in each person's life here this afternoon. If it's finance, or if they're struggling with the issue of finance, we ask that you, Lord, will intervene and bring the resource that they need, that they will see you in that moment, in that circumstance, and Lord, use that to see hope into other people's lives. And we pray also for those today with any kind of ailments, infirmities, maybe disease, we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, your word says, that by your stripes, we are healed, that we can have wholeness, mind, soul, and body. Thank you that you quicken our bodies here, right now. In Jesus' name, amen.